Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm so glad you're taking time out of your busy day to listen to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. Thank you so much. I value your notes of encouragement, your thoughts, uh, prayers, and, and just letting me know that you're listening. We love to hear from our listeners. And if you've got an idea for a topic or a guest, hey, shoot it to me. I would love to know. We've got a good list going, but we're always looking for more. We also want to say thank you to our podcast episode sponsor, the Sundayschool.store. Now, it's just simply Sundayschool.store if you're looking online, but go check them out. If you haven't yet, I want to encourage you to go see all the materials and curriculums and help that they have, both free and paid. And it is designed to keep kids' attention, to show God's word makes a difference. And all of their stuff is flexible. It's set up for a wide age group, and it's affordable even for smaller churches. There's a lot of free sample lessons on the website, too. So go check it out. Series like Bible Heroes and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Lord's Prayer, Teaching Your Kids the Books of the Bible. Uh, they've got some fantastic series on the work of Jesus and what he's done. So many great series, so many, so many helpful resources go check out sundayschool.store, and we'll appreciate them as our sponsor for this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm excited to talk to you guys about making big decisions. We've got a lot of younger leaders coming into kids ministry, and I know a lot of them tend to get into decision overload. They get overwhelmed easy, and even veteran seasoned leaders can struggle with this. I'm one of those leaders that at times used to struggle with this until I got some coaching and my coach really walked me through some good decisive making principles. And I want to share some things with you that I've been learning over the years that I think really, really will help us focus when it comes to making big decisions, when it comes to uh, keeping our focus. I want to challenge you in a few areas because Listen, we need to have our focus on the right things and we need to be using our time, which gets, there's so much competing for our time and our focus. So what can we do to help? Well, we've got to keep our eye, obviously, my first principle, keep your eye on the main thing. Remember what your why is in ministry. Now we hear that talk all the time and people are always saying, well, what is your why? But have you defined it? Do you have it written down on paper somewhere? I would challenge you that if you don't have it written down somewhere, you need to take a moment and write down why do you do what you do. Second thing that I think is important before we get into too deeply into the principles is who are you? Who are you? Meaning, who did God create you to be? What's your identity? <laughs> uh, you know, identity gets a lot of negative things nowadays, but. It's important to know who you are in Christ and that your identity is not in your vocation. What you do 
is not the label you wear. Your DNA, your thumbprint, is uniquely created by God. And you are uniquely created for a purpose. What is that purpose? Why are you in ministry today? And trust me, years from now, especially if you're a newer leader, if you don't have that defined now, then others are going to define it for you. And you're going to lose your focus, which is a contributing factor to burnout, which a lot of you know I'm very passionate about talking about. But we have to keep the main thing the main thing. You see, when we get distracted and we lose our focus off of the main thing, we miss out on the abundance and the beauty and the power that's at our fingertips through our God. You know, I go back to the story of Mary and Martha. And as I think about that story, I think about how, you know, Martha got caught up in the tyranny of the urgent, you know? There's a popular book with that, uh, that that's pretty interesting. Because, you know, she got caught up in all of the event for Jesus and around Jesus. And, and listen, one of the principles that I see in this is, is that Martha got distracted from what was most important. She, she was focused on the big time event instead of on the big time guest. And if you don't know your why, and if you don't know why you're in ministry and you don't know your priorities, then they're going to get defined for you. And no one's going to ask you to work more on your priorities, but they are going to ask you to work on theirs. So if you're not focused, you're going to become distracted and you're not going to be able to make the big decisions when it matters most. So don't get lost in the tyranny of the urgent. Don't get lost working on somebody else's priorities. Know your why. Know why you're in ministry. Because then when you're focusing on that and what you're doing in ministry and knowing who you are in ministry, then you won't get distracted like Martha and get worried about the big events and forget about who it's about, the big time guest, Jesus. You know, when we're planning things and when we're praying, praying through things, it's important for us as leaders to make sure that our focus is right. Especially as I'm recording this podcast episode, we're coming closer to Easter. It's only a few weeks away here in 2022. And we often get so wrapped up in the events surrounding Easter that we forget what it's about as leaders. We don't take the time that we should to focus on who the person of that's about this big event is all about. I want to encourage you. Make sure you're taking time to worship the God of Easter and the reason for Easter. And don't just do the big event because you're going to come up empty. Now, like I say, what does this have to do with making big decisions? Well, again, when you're making a big decision, when you have some decision that you're facing, you need to lean back into your why and your priorities and your identity in Christ because all of those things are going to help provide filters for you to look through. You want to make sure that you're focused on the right things and that you can make the right decision by how you're focused and what filters you use. 
You need to consider who you're listening to, the voices that you allow to speak into this. But when you're making a decision as a leader, you have to determine that your yes is going to be a yes and your no is going to be a no and then follow through. When we don't do that, we lose trust, we lose credibility, and we create confusion and division. But when we're clear on our mission, when we're clear on who we are in Christ, when we're clear that we're, what our motivation is for doing what we're doing, then even when criticism comes, we're going to know what's right and true. We're going to know why we chose the, the course of action that we chose. If you're a people pleaser, you're really going to struggle with this area because your fear of man and what they think will outweigh your purpose and your passion and your drive and your calling. All of those things will get washed away very quickly because you put more weight on what a person says. How do you know if you're a people pleaser in this part? Well, if as you're making a decision, you're worried about what they're thinking or what they might think when you make this decision, you're a people pleaser. You need to get your eyes off of humans and onto your creator and filter everything through. Is this honor him? Does this bring him glory? Scripture says, whatever we do in word or deed, we do it all for the glory of God. Is this decision going to glorify God and how so? If it brings glory to him, if it's not contrary to any principle in scripture, if you're not violating scripture and you know that you have peace about it and there is no confusion, you know that your yes can be a yes, your no can be a no, you know that you're going to follow through and that this is, is a peace-filled decision because you've prayed through, you've, you've thought it through, you've checked it out with scripture, then you can move forward. But here's the thing. Remember as you're doing all this as well, these are all precursors to some steps I'm going to give you about making big decisions. One of the things you got to remember is, again, that confusion comes from the evil one. God is not a God of confusion. If there's confusion in your life, if there's turmoil in your life when you're facing a big decision, then you need to lean into the spirit even more. What is he trying to tell you? Because God doesn't bring confusion. If there's confusion in your spirit, it is not from God. That's from the evil one. Remember that overwhelm is not from God. If you're overwhelmed, then you're doing things in your own strength rather than God's strength. When we do stuff, when we do ministry, when we do events and it's from God and it's with his blessing, there is an overwhelm. Now, there can be overwhelm if we didn't plan it well, if we didn't do it right, <laughs> We didn't do our part, but God does not bring confusion. God does not bring overwhelm. The enemy will try. The enemy will distract. The enemy will get us focused on the event rather than the person. So again, as we walk through these kind of things, how does that kind of distractions, that kind of turmoil affect your soul, affect what you're trying to do, your mission? So. How do we make big decisions? Well, we've got to make sure, again, that we're focused on the right things. But here's some simple steps that I would encourage you to think through. And remember, again, God is not a God of confusion. So if there's confusion in any of these steps, 
you need to hit the pause button and spend a little bit more time before you move forward. But when you're facing a big decision, one of the first things you want to do is, is give it some space. Look at this decision. You should never rush a big decision. I'm talking life-changing, ministry-changing, direction-changing. Those kind of things, you need to make sure you have plenty of space and time. You want to make sure that you are not giving in to the urgent, but that you're thinking through it, that you're, react, you're not reacting, you're responding. There's a big difference. A reaction is an impulse. It's, 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 it can be based out of fear. It can be based off of what somebody else thinks that you should do, and you re react. I can tell you that reactions got me into a lot of trouble in my younger years. People would come to me with something that they felt was very urgent, very important that I should be doing. And I dropped everything and I dove in on their project or their passion or their idea without thinking it through, without considering the cost, without really responding. I reacted. And I will tell you more times than not, that reaction caused more problems for me and hurt my credibility, hurt my leadership collateral more than anything. It would have been better for me to say no. But sometimes my fear of saying no, my fear of man, because I was afraid I would hurt the relationship if I said no, drove me forward and caused me to react even more. And again, if I had responded, if I had given it some space, if I'd walked through these next few steps, I could have made a better decision. So when you're faced with a decision and it feels urgent, give it some space. Take some time to pray it through. If you need to, and you probably should, fast. Take that meal time and spend it in prayer, in solitude, in silence, listening to God, seeking his face, leaning into the spirit. Then I encourage you to take time to dream about, okay, if I make this decision, what would be on the other side of this? What would this look like? How would this play out? Good and bad. Dream about it. Give yourself some space to dream that through. Think about it. What would it happen? How would it go? What Play it out. Dream and think about that. Then take it to a couple people that you really trust. Everybody should have an inner circle. I have people that I know around ministry who have often offered me over the years their opinions and their advices about things that I should be doing and how I should be doing it. I remember getting a call from somebody and, and, and they wanted to know what I was working on and blah, blah, blah. And then they started to give me all this unsolicited input. And hey, I appreciate their heart. I understood why they did what they did, but I wasn't looking for that. They didn't take time to even ask if I was looking for it, but they just gave it anyway. Those aren't the people that I'm talking about that you want to go to. I'm talking about the inner circle people that know your heart, that know you, that share a heartbeat uh, for what you do and how you do it, but also are not yes people. I have a group of people in my life, um, both in, in my ministry for restoring leaders in the KMC. Um, I have a group of men and ladies that... I can, can talk to intimately and share my, where I'm struggling and where I'm hurting and where I'm confused, where I'm struggling. I can give them the decision I'm facing. And I can say, this is what I'm looking at. 
I've prayed about it. This is what I'm thinking about. I've dreamt about it. Here's what that those dreams look like. Here's what I'm thinking about. And then I shut up and I listen again. I let those people that I trust that are godly people speak into my life. Give me feedback, both positive and negative. And sometimes it's stuff I don't want to hear. Because all of a sudden, as I'm dreaming, I'm starting to think, hey, this is the right way to go. And I've almost convinced myself in some ways that that's the right way to go. And then when I'm listening to them, I'm going, uh oh. And that's why this next step is so important. So you give space, you pray and fast, you start dreaming, you listen to those that you trust that will speak truth, regardless of whether it's hard or not. And then you move past the emotions of it all. Because sometimes you'll get emotional about a decision and you don't want to make a decision based on emotion. Again, that's reaction. That's not response. That gets more leaders into trouble because we end up over-promising and under-delivering. We end up saying things we don't intend to say. We go in a direction we don't really want to go. And sometimes when we're emotional and we say yes to something, then all of a sudden inside our spirit goes, no, why did I say that? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I, I did a podcast not long ago about when your yes becomes no. If you haven't listened to that one, you might want to go back and listen. There are so many leaders that I've coached over the years that that's one of their biggest hangups is how do I stop saying yes when I should be saying no? Well, part of that is their emotion gets the worst of them. I know that because I'm an emotional person. I wear my emotions on my sleeve and my emotions have gotten me into trouble in the past. <laughs> More than once, I will say that. <sighs> and so we have to move past emotions. We have to step away from those, separate it and truly look at the decision we're facing and we're trying to make in a non-emotional level. And then, when we've given it space, when we've prayed and fasted through, when we've dreamt about it, when we've listened to those closest to us that we trust, when we've separated our emotions out of it, then that's where we can say, this is our yes or this is our no. This is our final decision. And you make that choice. You decide this is where we're going. Now, listen, by this point, you should have total peace. There should be no second guessing, no conflict, no overthinking, which happens if, we have, if we've skipped a step. I will tell you, there have been so many times in my life where I've gotten to this point and realized this is the decision. And while it may not make sense to anybody else, I know it's the right decision. Again, I'll share a personal story because it's the only way I know how to communicate it. But I know that for me, when I started to dream about and when God was giving me these dreams of restoring leaders, I was terrified. This decision scared me. It was going into the unknown, stepping out of a full-time paying ministry position to go into something that I was going to have to ask others to support me for. I was going to have to have other income streams. I was going to have to do something but I also had to also fully, completely rely on God as my provider, that I was not going to be the provider, which is the way God designed it to be anyway, right? He promises he will provide for our needs. I just needed to redefine what my needs truly were. Now, there's a whole other podcast right there. 
But when I made the decision to step into this, when my wife and I had prayed this through and talk, I'd talked with other people and I'd been dreaming about it and I separated out my fears and my emotions. And when I started to sense God's peace and I made that decision, restoring leaders was going to happen, that I was going to go full-time KMC coaching and, and becoming a co ministry coach full-time so that I could serve more ministry leaders, that this wasn't going to be a side hustle. This wasn't going to be a business plan. This was my all in to help you as kids ministry leaders, family ministry leaders, student ministry leaders, to be the best that you could be, to take the experiences and the gifts and the talents and the calling that God has instilled in me and to give it to other people. I had total peace. And when we made this decision, I decided this is where I'm going. I'm all in. We made that jump to go all in. And let me tell you, the days where it's been so hard and it's been so lonely and I'm wondering, does anybody care? Does anybody need me? Uh, does anybody need my help? Does anybody need restoring leaders? Does, uh, can I serve anybody? Is anybody out there? <laughs> it was this decision of going through this process to knowing that, that God is the one who called me to it. And I'm going to save my best yes for him. Then he's got this. And so I started maximizing what was really important to me. I pushed away and diminished the distractions and I saved my best yes for him. And I've never had any doubts. I've had hard days. I've had question marks, but not real doubt about what I'm doing. I've never seen something so clear in my life than to be doing what I'm doing right now. And so if you're facing some hard decisions or if you're wondering even just where you should lead your ministry, walk through that process. Give it space, pray and fast, dream, listen, separate the emotions, and then make that decision and then decide it. Draw that line in the sand and go. Do it. Then watch what God does. Watch how he works in and through you. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. I hope it's been helpful to you. We've got some great guests coming up on the shows uh, on these next few episodes. Um, I'm really excited about some of the people that are coming on uh, and joining me on this podcast. I'm also excited. We've got some more potential sponsorships uh, and if you're a ministry provider and you would like to sponsor this episode or an episode, uh, let me know. You can reach out and I would be glad to talk to you. Uh, if you are somebody who needs some leadership coaching, you're looking for some help, you're tired of just struggling by yourself, get a coach. You don't need to walk alone. And, and trust me, we can make it affordable for anybody, but we also know that you've got to invest in yourself. You need a coach. All of us need a coach. I don't care whether you've been in ministry for five years or 20 years. I didn't get my first ministry coach till I'd been in ministry for over 15 years. Now I've got over 35 years experience in all sorts of different churches. And I would love to share that experience with you and help build a custom journey to you. You can go to kmccoach.net and sign up for a free consultation call. I don't pressure you. I don't try to sell you. I just want to hear your story. I want to hear where you want to go. I'm here. I want to hear the decisions you're struggling with and how to walk through a process with you. Or 
if you're hurting and you're struggling. Maybe you've just lost a position or you're considering leaving a position. I want you to know that Restoring Leaders is there for you. Restoring Leaders is a ministry that is by faith and is only donation-based. So you donate what you can. If you've got a ministry position and you can afford to donate, we ask you to donate uh, for the coaching time uh, and for the help time. But if you can't, then by all means, don't. We don't want you to hurt yourself or your family. But we believe that God will provide. But if you need help for your soul, for soul care, let me encourage you, if you haven't checked out the Restoring Leaders Facebook group, you should do that. In fact, starting on April uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th, there's going to be some live teaching in there. There's a refocus challenge for three days. It's free teaching live uh, in that Facebook group. Come join uh, the group. If you miss it, there's, there's, it's, it's going to be up for a little while, um, and there's some great opportunities coming. If you wanted to check out Restoring Leaders uh, as a Facebook group, go for it. Answer the questions. Join that group. We would love to have you. If you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, we encourage you to join that too. So that wraps up this episode, guys. And I just want to let you know I'm here for you. I, if I can pray for you, if I can help, please reach out. Uh, I would love to serve you. So I'm here for you. God bless you. Stay tuned for another episode of the Kids Ministry Pot Collective Podcast real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.